0: In case you missed me on The John Batchelor Show, I'm posting it up on the Devin Nunes podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm John Batchelor. This is the Friends of History Debating Society speaking with Congressman Devin Nunes, who's headed back from California, which is running out of energy, to Washington, which has lots of energy for talking about the Build Back Better 3.5, 4.5, five trillion. I've lost count. The big T number for Build Back Better, the Biden agenda. It's called generally. I read the irony of the Biden agenda. This is from Politico in these last days via the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal. Falling poll numbers concentrate the presidential mind and the result can be startling. Look no further than this nominee for headline of the year from Politico this past week. Quote, Biden team asks oil industry for help to tame gas prices, end quote. Devin, we're not going to go over the price of gasoline. We're going to say that Price of gasoline reflects inflation worldwide. It's not just gasoline that's up. Food is up. All goods in the stores, if you can find them, they're up. Chips are up. Cars are up. All inflation across the board. At the same time, the Biden administration is asking Congress, you all, to approve another several trillion dollars into the economy in order to, what, improve our lives? Inflation hurts the least among us. At this moment, having reflected upon the excitement in September where Nancy Pelosi was promising that she would deliver a vote. When you return, will it be the same terms, the same rushing, the same uh, promises that it will cost zero? Is that going to be what we're going to hear again in October?
1: Well, John, the the rumor in Washington is is that Nancy Pelosi is on her farewell tour. So she's jet-setting. First, she went to the United Kingdom and met with the leadership there a few weeks ago. And uh, last week she went to, flew to the Vatican to meet with the Pope. So there's been a lot of speculation circling that she just wants to ram this through under any circumstance, this so-called, what they say, three and a half, which is actually five and a half trillion dollar bill with all sorts of new socialist programs in there that socialist Bernie Sanders and others are leading the charge. So not a lot has changed from from, from what I can see uh, other than you know, continually and – and when I say what I can see in terms of the vote count, you still have Manchin and Cinema who don't want to do this, although I think I've warned uh, the listeners that you know Manchin's already kind of said he would vote for a trillion and a half. So that tells me they're now – they're working on gimmicks, and that's kind of where, where we see them going right now is that they're – instead of maybe having a 10-year program that would cost $6 trillion, they'll have a three-year program that will only cost – only, you know, put it in quotes, $2 trillion, and that they push mansion and cinema to do that because it would be sunset after three years. I don't know if that's where they're headed. But all signs do point that Pelosi is preparing uh, for her exit. And, um, you know, it's, it's tough to say there's some people who say if she passes this bill, uh, she would uh, leave Congress midterm. And there's rumors that she would run uh, her daughter, I guess, is a wannabe politician, and she would run to take her place because, of course, in a socialist Soviet-style system like the Democrat Party has in this country, they use a, a system of where they anoint the people that they want to put in their in their place. You move up – it's called a, a Politburo-style system that the Soviet Union used uh, back in the day. It's what the Chinese Communist Party uses, and it's what the Democrats use – here in the United States of America. So the idea is, is, that she's going to tap her daughter to run in a special election uh, that she would be able to control and help her daughter get elected. I don't know if that's the truth, uh, but it's it's quite something to have all these 80 year olds running about in Washington D.C. Uh, that are the leaders of the Politburo here in the Socialist Democratic Party, um, you know, essentially slipping in the polls when they control the media the tech giants, all the information flow that, that flows to the American people, they basically control and they still can't uh, keep their poll numbers up. If you would have told me a year ago uh, that, uh, or when Biden took office that somehow he'd ever be below 45%, I would just say, no, it's just just impossible because there's no way for people to re- you know, receive real information There's You've got people that are just locked out of information. So how are you going to see poll numbers drop that far? But They found a way to do it because simply – I think what what I've been saying the last few couple months, if you worship cults uh, and your party is made up of cults, of things that don't actually work in real life, uh, you're going to end up with policies that fail. And in this case, they're failing – the failing far exceeds what I could ever have imagined, Uh, and they just can't hide from these these inflationary prices of oil and energy and everything else that's happening and – you can't justify continuing to just borrow money and spend, and people, and also paying people not to work. Uh, and that's why we're having a lot of these shortages because people just aren't aren't working. So many people are staying home. It's a it's a it's a weird situation, John, where we have nearly 11 million jobs. 11 million jobs everywhere I know is hiring. Every single business, including here in California, and yet you still have roughly 8 million people that are on some form of unemployment that aren't working. Like, something's got to give. That's, I, I don't think there's a historical record for something like this. And it's just like they're, they're just leading us off into oblivion. So what his poll numbers are, I don't really know, John, but I can tell you uh, last week, uh, Biden's press conference, I watched it. It was in Connecticut to promote his build back better bonanza, and he couldn't – he just didn't make any sense. I, I don't even know what, it, what he was talking about. It just looked weak and pathetic, and it was—it was barely, you could barely even understand what he was what he was saying. He said, you know, mumbled something about that 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 kids like him more than humans or something. I, there's something weird like that. So All right, well we that's have kind that. Of what we're seeing, John. You
0: think you're returning to a Congress where Pelosi is going to successfully finesse the numbers so that they can pass their program, and then believe that once they lose the majority which is historically accurate that the party in power in the white house loses seats in the first mid in the first midterm and the majority i think has only three or four seats so that's not hard to imagine so they're going to pass these entitlements and then expect that they can somehow stop the republicans from defunding. From reversing that is that the plan devin Some? I think
1: that's yeah that's their plan as they start all these new socialist programs from free education college education for everybody you know which is essentially just more indoctrination the colleges right. are another whole right. problem here in this country that are completely falling apart and putting out kids that don't know don't know how to do anything in the real world uh, but but also uh, uh, child care free child care Right. Uh, all sorts of new spending on, on Medicare. When you already have a Medicare program that is already going to go broke in the next five to seven years, and this is just going to speed that speed that up because they were adding a bunch of new new products to the help, to the Medicare system. So, and, and look, you, you have to. It's so sinister. You have to believe that they know that Medicare is going broke. So why would you? Because you know they typically run around and say, oh, they're cutting Medicare. They're cutting Medicare. You know, blaming Republicans for cutting Medicare. When, you know, historically we're just trying to keep the program to make sure people have the basic necessities that they need for their health care uh, into retirement age. Uh, well, now they're pushing the gas on break, bankrupting the system, which uh, you can only assume they want to do that just so that the American people just throw up their hands and say, look, enough, enough. Just Washington, take our health care system. Just take it. Just give us socialized medicine, which is what they really dream to do anyway. They, they want to have centralized, socialized medicine from Washington, D.C. It's bizarre because uh, the only, you know, social, the, the old joke is is that a socialized uh, healthcare system works great until you get sick.
0: Let's end on an upbeat note. I was in Washington uh, for three days last week. I hadn't been there since the pandemic. And I was impressed how empty the swamp is. It doesn't seem to be teeming at all, Devin. Does that mean the swamp is out of favor? There were hardly anybody on. There was nobody on the sidewalks. I walked down K Street from Seventeenth down to the Carnegie Library, where Apple is now encamped. And there were very few cars on the street midday, and the outdoor restaurants were scantily uh, staffed and hardly anybody sitting at the tables in early lunch. So has the swamp lost favor from the federal workforce, or is this still the pandemic?
1: Well there's a, there's a few things going on John I mean Washington DC has largely been on lockdown the mayor there is is a socialist democrat so you know you you know, run around you know with mask police and everything else and meanwhile they're defunding the cops and John you're lucky there's been uh, quite a few uh, wild shooting rampages that have gone on in Washington DC uh, just yeah. in the last weeks and in those very parts of I town where
0: I you were, I did notice the tents on the green that was striking to me and the I guess that's official homeless who don't seem to be bothered at all that they're in the middle of uh, pedestrian sidewalks or on the greens right next to the sidewalks. They look quite calm. And I asked one of the senior men who came over to talk to me, I asked him, does anybody bother you? Do the police, do the authorities, does your social worker come by? Nope, nobody bothers us. So I guess it's okay for Washington, an empty Washington, to have the homeless camped out right across from the Carnegie Library.
1: Yeah, John, it's it's eerily quiet, and I think a lot of it is is a lot of the federal workers uh, are still you know they're taking advantage of being able to uh, not come to work. That's one of the issues. You have a lot of folks, I think, who have just fled to their because Washington D.C. has largely largely been made up of you know swamp creatures who live there part of the time, but then have a vacation home somewhere else. A lot of them have moved permanently to their vacation home. A lot of Republicans, older Republicans, historic Republicans have moved down to Florida because they've said, look, enough is enough. And just going for the tax reasons, just like you see in in New York City.
0: Right, right.
1: So the the question is, you know, are and I know a lot of the the companies that are in Washington, D.C. have told me that they're going to downsize their offices, many of them by 80 percent because they figured out they don't have to have everybody in offices. They can just kind of work from they can telecommute. So you're going to have a lot of office space available. Uh, there's already been you know, a huge buildup there in, in apartments. Uh, the prices continue to, to go up in Washington, D.C. I mean, look, it's there's there's some similarities to, to California and New York City in Washington, D.C. right now, and I think that's what you're, you're seeing. It's is, it is, it's just been eerily quiet, and it has not come back uh, very quickly.
0: Well, the positive here is you can get an Uber within moments and there's plenty of seating for lunch and dinner and uh, it's nice to stroll on an empty street. I, I'm i presuming that the swamp will restore itself but right now it's a shadow. Devin Nunes, podcaster Devin Nunes at Apple Podcasts, author Devin Nunes, Countdown to Socialism. You can find it on Amazon easily. California Devin Nunes and soon enough, member of Congress Devin Nunes returning to a sparsely populated swamp. This is Friends of History Debating Society. I'm John Batchelor.